podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello! Hey, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Um... What are you knitting right now? I see that you're knitting. We're oh, we're on Skype, so I can just barely see your knitting is just out of frame. I am. I just started swatching um, my Ming. In oh, green for I know I was gonna make the same thing you made out of your Ming. Oh, right, the Bailey cardigan. But then I got it in my head this morning that I wanted to knit a cable textury pullover. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing a search, and then I was like, wait a minute. This is crazy. I have a Deary <laughs> in my library. I oh, should uh-huh, just get that. Yeah. Because she uses a merino silk oh, really? yarn, light worsted yarn for that pullover. Is it a single that she uses? Uh, I don't know. It's a Shalimar yarns. Okay. I'm not sure if it's plied or not. But um, I'm just knitting a sleeve. Just gonna see what happens. What I size... didn't swatch. <laughs> what size needles? Uh, size eight. Size eight. Yeah. And what's what kind of how far? Can you hold it up? How uh, far? Yeah. Not that. Not far. very far. Okay. Not very far at all. Uh, I'm just doing ribbing. Yeah, I knit my Ming on sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we're talking, speaking of Ming, I um, after we did our review of Cascadia and I was reading through the um, thread about what people would knit, um, uh, acquaintance of mine, Valina Wench of Sauce, was um, suggested knitting the sea glass pullover in mm-hmm. Ming, which is normally knit in a bulky yarn. And right. I, I considered it because it's a good yardage for the yardage I have for that one that's like a, you know, like a gold and has all the fallish colors. That one oh, I got. yeah. Um, and you just double it? No. What I was actually thinking is either knitting it at a looser gauge, mm-hmm. you know, just knitting on eights so I'm getting more of a bulky gauge, or alternately knitting a larger size at a gauge that is a little less right. loose. Right. Um, but I'm still not sure about that. Um, but we'll talk about what I'm contemplating in in a moment. Um uh, have you, you had mentioned in a uh, text this week that you were working on that or maybe have knit the I Heart Rainbows? Um, I just split the yoke into the wow. body and sleeves. Oh, wow. Ooh, I should grab it because it's so cute. And, Hold on yeah, one okay. second. All right. Um, for those of you following along at home, the I Heart Rainbows is a um, yoked uh Fair Isle Colorwork uh, children's sweater, and Jenny is knitting it in um, rainbow, I heart, yeah, I heart rainbows, right. Uh, You you used for the yoke, let's see, oh my god, so cute, oh my gosh. So you're past the hardest part, she did all the color work there, um, you should take a picture of that, and so we can post it. Yeah, it's pretty lumpy bumpy because of the Fair Isle section, I just need to block it out, but... I mean, I wish I hadn't made the three-year-old size now because... No, think of it this way. Here's the thing. (laughs) The three-year-old size is going to fit her for much longer than any size that you would knit for her now. Right? Like, when she gets to be two, you can put her in that, and then she can wear it probably till she's four. You're going to get a lot of use out of it. But so cute. It's so cute. Just don't forget you have it. That's the key. I won't. (laughs) 
That would be tragic. You, you should do is like frame it and put it up in her bedroom so that you remember. <laughs> and then like with a sign, in case of turning to break glass, <laughs> bust it out on her second birthday. That would be really cute. <laughs> so yeah, you've made it pretty far. Yeah, now I'm just knitting around on the body. Nice. And uh, then I just have to knit around on the sleeves, and then I am done. And it is a pullover, right? It's not. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to see it. It's a pullover it. with a little bucket button placket, which is really cute. And I have these red buttons, plastic buttons, that I think will be really cute. Cute. They're just like red knobs. Um, I finished a couple things, only a couple things. <laughs> um. Uh, it, um, I finished the Heather hat, uh, which was one of the patterns in the Cascadia pattern book. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's kind of cloche style hat. It's really cute. It's, it's plain stockinette, but there's a lace panel and because of the lace panel, it kind of, it makes the edge swoop up. Right. So it goes kind of, I mean, you can put that anywhere. You can put that in the back or the front, but I like to put it over like one ear. So there's like a little bunching right there. Cute. Uh, did you did you put it up in Ravelry yet? I did. Okay, I did. Yes. It's not a fantastic photo. I took it at night in my bedroom. Uh, but it kind of is cool because the color of that. I used that Western Sky Knits Willow DK in Dragonfly uh-huh. Wings that you gave me for my birthday. Yay! So it does not become stash. Um, I still need to block it. And I'm sure I will get a lot of use out of it. And I had half a skein left over. And I was thinking about how could I make matching fingerless gloves oh cute and um i was going to use that motif but it seemed kind of wide for um for a mitt for me the motif and i didn't want to work on the math so i actually knit the Anne princess Anne princess mitts i think they're called it's um i believe it's cecily glowick mcdonald and it was a um it was it was a pattern for classic elite Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to get to it. Um, and it's in that Quick Knits magazine that Threads put out last year. It was like an amazing deal. It was like $8 and it has like 30 Classic Elite newsletter and booklet patterns in it. Right. Um, so I um, I did the main modification I did on that was I made him shorter they're very long in the booklet and i just made i think one repeat before doing the reduction actually i did a couple other mods there's a it's a lace pattern but there's this garter stitch sort of gusset and i don't know what their intention of where that section was supposed to go but i decided to put it over the thumb Uh so the whole thumb it's not garter stitch i'm sorry it's reverse stockinette and um i decided to have that be along the inside of my arm and then become the thumb the thumb part of the fingerless mitts. So, and so I changed a few things. I've used the basic lace pattern, but I did some adjustments to widen that garden garter stitch for the thumb gusset. Um, and they're cute. And I used all the yarn from that skein. I literally probably have like three yarns left over. I was a little worried as I got to the end that I wasn't going to make it with the second mitt. So not a ton of knitting production still. I still feel a little stalled out. Well, you were really busy with work and... It's true. I have been really busy with work. Oh, and the other thing, and I didn't mention this, but I feel that I should... You've lost your commute knitting time, right? I've lost my commute knitting time, right, is I have started to 
exercise. It's really funny. I was just listening to Double Knit, and Jessica Rose was saying she was doing something similar. Um, so time that she would normally be knitting, she's walking, and I'm doing the same thing. So where I work is about two and a half miles from BART station. So now after work, instead of getting on the bus and taking a 25-minute bus ride, I walk to BART, which is about a 35-minute walk. So um, it's been great for me, my personal health, and, uh, but terrible for my knitting. So... I um and then the mornings are so dark in the car commute that I can't really knit in the car right now. Right. I think that'll change in a couple of weeks, but um so there's that and then in the evenings I've been working on some sewing projects uh which I'll just touch on briefly. I um am almost done with my second Rooibos dress. It is in denim, which a, a knitting friend of I mean a sewing friend of mine referred to as a bold decision, but I think it's really cute. I can't uh, wait to I see it. I changed a few things. I changed the neckline and the back uh the back line, the the neckline at the back and in the front. I raised the back up and mm-hmm. I low I made more of a scoop neck in the front instead of a square neck. The neck is a little, the front neck turned out a little funny, and the back neck, I ended up darting because when I raised the back, it created extra fabric that I needed to take in. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's, re- it's, it's, I will definitely be wearing it. Cool. Um, and then I think I talked to you about this before. I'm trying to work on my scrap fabric that I can't part with, and I'm going to make some lap quilts for Christmas. I've, um, I think I've worked out the formula so that I can do it with 63, six and a half inch squares. So now I'm just cutting squares and uh, then I will, event- once I have a bunch of squares cut, I'll start you know, assembling the layout. Cool. So- I hired my nieces to oh, yeah. <laughs> make some bunting for Denise's baby shower. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I sent them like um, bias tape and... Uh, told them to just use the stash stuff that I gave them. Mm-hmm. And they made this really cute bunting. And now just you're scra- using scraps made me think of it because yeah. it's, ex- it's like a perfect stash buster. You're reminding me that our birthday bunting is still up for John's birthday, which was almost a month ago. But <laughs> it was, it was his birthday. And Adrian was like, no, wait, where's our birthday sign? We got to put up the birthday sign. And so we put it, and this happens with every one of our birthdays. We put it up and then we just like leave it for a few weeks. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it becomes part of like the house. We're like, oh, right. That's still there. Nice. So even though I haven't been knitting, I, I have been hunting a little bit for patterns. And I think I'm just, I'm just hunting. It's more like fishing. I keep trying to find the right thing. Um, and right now I'm swatching uh, my Bodega Pastures, mm-hmm. which I believe I bought the year that Art Fiber, I'm sorry, Ever uh, for Keeping Warm opened. I think we went to the opening party. Right. It was probably about three years ago right now. And I bought a sweater's worth of this yarn. And I, at the time, thought I would knit one of the Aran sweaters from one of the Japanese pattern books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never swatched. And at some point, I was talking to Christine. And she said, you know, that yarn is more than... You're, you're going to get a bigger gauge than 18 over 4. 18 it does over seem four pretty inches. fluffy. It yeah. is pretty fluffy. I'd say right now I'm getting about 15. And I think... It's going to open, it's going to bloom when I block it. 
So I've been really look. I've been looking at a few things, none of which are the exactly right gauge um, for this yarn. But um, one of them is the poetically named 116-24 jacket with hood and two threads from uh, from um, huh. I, what am I blanking? What are they called? Drops. 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 Yes, from Drops. The Drops 116-24 jacket. And it's something that I try, I started to make a long time ago and frogged. And I don't know, because I wasn't, I didn't have the right gauge and I didn't, I was got sick of doing the math and I think I realized my, the yarn I was using, the dye lots were not a good match and so I just gave up. Um, but it is a very plain um, stockinette sweater that you knit from the bottom up that has a garter yoke and then a garter stitch hood. Mm-hmm. And it's it looks just like a nice, comfy, casual sweater. The gauge for that is 17 stitches over four. So I would have to do a little bit of adjustment. I think actually what I might just do is make the small, I would maybe make the small and have it come out kind of medium, which right. brings me to a question for you. Uh-huh. If you want to make a sweater that has... A little bit of ease. What is your preferred amount of ease? Um, three inches. Three inches, and that's from your bust measurement. So, like, if you're a thirty-seven, you would knit something that was a forty-inch bust. Yeah, I find myself usually knitting forty, forty-two. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So that's one option. Another, oh, there, it's Knitted Drops Jacket. I even had it up on screen. <laughs> Whoops. The other is a newly released cardigan called uh, the Ramona Cardigan. That's and, cute. I like it. Um, it is very, again, simple. It's shorter, which I like. Um, it's raglan, though. It's raglan, yeah, which is not my preference. Um, it is one of the, I think it was really just released, um, uh, in the last couple days, it's in the hot now patterns. Um, it is oh your alarm or your cuckoo clock. It's <laughs> a pattern by Elizabeth uh, Smith, um, published uh-huh. in the Brown Stitch, and it is um, oh it is the right gauge. It's fifteen stitches over over four. Um, this is knit in Quince and Company Osprey. Um, which is a, 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 a the thing about Bodega. Wow, <laughs> eleven cuckoos takes a long time. I know. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was like, okay, it's gonna what what? Um, it's a you know, it's a, a hardy yarn, but it's not quite as rustic as the Bodega Pastures. So I don't know how great of a match it is. That Bodega Pastures is so pretty, though. I think. I think it'll work. It could work. And what is that stitch pattern at the bottom? That's not a typical rib, is it? No, it's a waffle rib. Yay! Yay! I love that. <laughs> so that's an option. I mean, it's very simple. I think when I bought this yarn, I thought I was going to make some sort of cable goodness, but I, I don't seem to make those sweaters as much as I think I'm going to. Right. Um, the next option is wood stove season. Uh huh. And that is from a wool people, right? It's a, no, Alicia it's, Plummer. Oh, is it? It's a Brooklyn tweed. It's knit in 
That's using Brooklyn Tweed. Ah, uh, that's it. I think it's published in her own. And this is Alicia Plummer. Store, yeah. Two Little Plums. Two Little Plums. And it is, um, I like this, it's got texture. So there's a, uh, the back, there's a chevron. Like a chevron. It's a chevron yeah. um, moss stitch on the back. But I believe the fronts are plain. And if you look closely, I can't tell. Oh, I guess that's from the shaping. Uh, there are two pockets, little patch pockets on the front. With chevron on them. With a chevron, but the the, the regular, the rest of it is plain. And then just a fold-over collar. I think I thought with this yarn also I wanted to make a hoodie. But mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. I'm kind of open on that. Um, that's really sweet. I would probably shorten it. It looks mm-hmm. like a little long for me. Um, but again, I think with this one, the gauge is a little off. This is 16. So I could, I could either knit this a little tighter or kind of play with the size a little bit. Um, the next one that I'm considering is the, oh, and that pattern, sorry, the, um, Woodstuff season is $6 and 50 cents and you, right. Yeah. You, it's knit in Brooklyn Tweed shelter, but you buy it from Alicia, um, and then the next one is Argo, which I think is a really interesting pattern. It has that garter at the top as the um, the drop sweater did. It's a pattern by Svetlana Volkova. It is also a download mm-hmm. on Ravelry for $7, 7-ish dollars. Um, so it has that garter um, detail that the the drop sweater does but it has these really cool half circle pockets Mm -hmm. that are patch pockets that are in garter stitch i don't like that high neckline in this case i might add this is my where i might add the hood and do a shallower neckline um and it is knit is this the one that is this is knit in the um contiguous method so i would be learning something new Mm-hmm. If I knit this, but it also means that I would have to think about it, which I've been <laughs> resisting. Um, and then the last one is a Tori. Uh, oh, I'm going to totally butcher her name. Tori uh, Gerbiz, a pattern called the Everything Nice Hoodie, which I really like. It's a nice hoodie. It's got pockets. It's got all the sort of sweatshirty details that I like. Um, but I think it's a bad match for this yarn. Mm. I feel like this needs to be knit in a, a smoother yarn. Right. I'm not sure how it would translate to... Uh, but it has the kangaroo pockets. Mm. So, I think the the middle ground on this is the wood stove season. Cardigan. What do you think? I think that... Seems like you really want a hood. It does, but I wonder if this is the right yarn for a hood. Yeah, I think we have to see how it washes up. I do really want a hood. I've never, I, I've knit one hoodie, or I've knit a couple of hoodies, neither of them for myself. Right. I think that the style that I think would look best on you is mm-hmm. um, Ramona. Mm-hmm. Um. But that said, I think that everything nice is super cute. I think the drops hoodie 
like that crop style mm-hmm. would look great on you too. Well, the nice thing, I mean, I could combine some of the elements, right? Like, I could knit something. The problem, the drops hoodie does not get great. Like when I read people's comments on it. Uh, and I even emailed someone who had made and some mods on it, and she's like, "I have no idea because I gave mine away." So I was like, oh, "This is not a ringing endorsement of this sweater." Right. Um. Of course, I need pockets. So whatever I do, I would mod to have some sort of pocket if it doesn't already have one. And with Ramona, I guess I could do a patch pocket. I could I also think you sh- maybe you should do wood stove. I feel like that's a better... I feel like the Bodega Pastures is closest... Brooklyn Tweed is closest to Bodega Pastures. Yeah. Yeah. In I that hear terms. You. In that term. Um, I'm I'm knitting it on eights. I'm a, cautious to go any smaller than this, even though... No, I think this is as small as I would want it to be. Right. I could try to mod the um, wood stove to where that collar becomes a hood. If I really wanted to, using some of the instructions from uh, the um, this the Carrera sweater that I made for my mom, but maybe I just need to put a hood off until I'm I've got the right combination of factors. Do you ever wear the hood of any hoodie that you own? I'm looking to see sometimes, like if I have a hooded sweatshirt on, I will put the hood on. Yeah, I don't know if it's more for effect or just the idea that I would have it. Because I feel like I never do because I always I have so many knitted hats. <laughs> That's a good point. You, you have a point there. <laughs> the other day I was wearing um, the the uh, Sunrise, no, uh, the shawl that you made me. What is that, Stephen West? Gosh, I am terrible today. Uh, daybreak? The Daybreak Sunrise. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> The Daybreak shawl and my carpool mate was like, oh, that's such a beautiful shawl. And I was like, oh, thanks. My friend Jenny made it for me. And she's like, wait, your friend knit something for you? And I was like, oh, as a knitter, it's so special to get things that are knit by other people. <laughs> I was like, it's hard to explain, but it's true. And she's like, okay. She's like, I just can't imagine thinking knitting something for you is a good idea. And I was like, and she she knows how to knit, but she's I'm, just, I'm still trying to convert her to be going from someone who knows how to knit to being a knitter. Right. I actually um, gave her a hat that I had started a few years ago uh-huh. um, and that never like went anywhere after I finished the uh, corrugated ribbing on the bottom. And I, I was like, here, all you have to do is knit in the round for six inches and then do the reducing. And I sent her an email with the instructions because she was like, perfect. I don't have to cast on. I don't have to do. I don't have to join it. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. So, all right. So I'm, th- I'm going to think on wood stove season. I wonder how, if, how it's constructed. I need to get to a point where I really don't buy a pattern until right when I'm going to cast it on. Because so uh, I have so many patterns that I buy them. And then, like, I and I don't mind this with hats so much. But I have a bunch of sweater patterns that I impulsively buy or think, oh, this is what I need to do. Or, this is what I'm going to do. And then I never do it. Which is great right. for those designers. I'm happy to be supporting you, but it's frustrating to have sort of this undoneness out there. I hear you. Although sometimes you just think, 
I'm gonna make this like a deary. And you're like, I have that in my library. Thanks, That's... Julia. You're the best. <laughs> That's true. There is also that. So since we, you just mentioned hats, I feel like that is a good segue to doing uh, what I am calling the hat report. And um, this actually came as a suggestion from a listener. And um, so what I did was I, the first thing I did was a search for the most recently published hats on uh-huh. Ravelry, like what's come out this month, basically in October of 2013. And, um, one trend that really struck me, and you can't really see it when you do this search right now, you can see it a little bit, is the amount of color work in hats that seems to be happening. Um, and I actually even favorited a few hats that have that I, I, where I particularly like the color work. One is um, this pattern called Django without a D, J-A-N-G-O. Uh-huh. Um, that is knit in, well, I think I like it because it's texture and color. Mm. So it's knit with a neutral, you stripe a neutral with um, I th- with a Noro Silk Garden Light. I wonder if you could do this, increase it and use, I could use some of the Silk Garden um, sock I have. Although it looks, what is that stitch? So it's ribbing and then it's like a woven or a cross stitch, crossover stitch. And then alternating that with um, rows of garter stitch in in the neutral yarn. Um, Up close is kind of funny, but the effect from a distance is really beautiful. And I, of course, love all the crazy coloring of uh, of Noro. But what's nice about it is for those people like Indian cross stitch. Yeah, I think it might be. Where you drop a bunch of stitches and then cross. And cross them over. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I just got to it and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think that's Indian cross stitch. Um, I like it too because I think it breaks up for people who are a little intimidated by the powerful, the power of the, um, of Noro's striping. You can uh, break it up with a neutral. Right. Um, which I think uh, has a nice effect. There's also a matching cowl, and um, it's part of an ebook. So it's six dollar download, um, but you can get for thirteen dollars, twelve ninety nine. You can get uh, the Django hat and um, the Sambuca cowl, and then she's going to release other patterns. So if you buy it now for thirteen dollars, you'll get those other patterns. Uh-huh. Um, but she said the price of the the booklet might go up as she adds patterns to it. So, if you're interested, that's good uh, to get on, get in there early. Right. Um, I also like this Chopin Chapeau. It's a 550 um, download by Sarah Berghardt, Sarah Bear Crafts. And um, this is why I love having Jenny on here, because she can explain uh, techniques that I don't quite understand. But it looks like... Do you think that's, when you get there, I'm wondering if the striping is, oh, I think I've read this, and you use short rows for the color work. So you use a main color, and then if you have, like, a little bit of another yarn, you can use it to stripe in. Right. Um, And there's some variations, like, where you use the, the smaller amount of yarn for the brim, and then you use the body you have something more of, and then you can stripe in these garter stitch stripes that are done 
in short rows. I'm not exactly sure how that would work, but I um, I like the looks of that. That is interesting. I also think it would be great for scrap yarn. Like, um, like I have a little balls of uh, Rios that are, have set, like a little ball of like piedras. Right. And I don't want to get rid of that last fifty yards because it's so pretty. But realistically, what am I going to make with it? And it also looks like it doesn't have to match the gauge that you're getting on the rest of the hat. Oh, that's nice. Like, doesn't that contrast yarn in like the green and purpley one look a lot bigger in gauge than the green yarn? Yeah. Well, what is? Um, I know that Rios is more of a worsted and. Rastita is considered a DK, so that's not that different. But um, if we look at projects, like, we can see what people are using. Yeah, I don't know why it looks so. Maybe it's just the the construction of the yarn that makes it look so different. Maybe that's cool though. But again, where you could either use two really boldly contrasting. Um, uh, two boldly contrasting colors, or you could use something with a neutral um, to break up like a bold color, and then so yeah, um, yeah. So I really I liked that one, and again, there's some interesting new color work ideas. Um, I like that backup goalie hat. That yeah, I love there. that. So cute. It's uh, is that of some sort of. I'm assuming this has something to do with soccer, right? Or hockey. I don't know. Yeah. So this is a color, two color, color work that is pretty fantastic. And the um, Terry Crews, uh, it's a Ninja 8 Tofu Designs. Um, the One of the examples is in very bold gold and blue. I love that color combination. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and that is four fifty right now. And um, oh, if you buy it by tomorrow, so sorry, folks, you can get a you can get a discount. Oh, it's knit in uh, fingering. Oh, they, she has it for both fingering weight and worsted. That's cool. Um, and um, so I just I think that that is an interesting trend. I I don't know. If, you know, it's a, so much a trend or it's just something that I'm noticing when I did that, those, you know, recent patterns, like, oh, look at all maybe this color work. Maybe it's something you're drawn to right now. Maybe, but it seems like a, a strong number of them. Another hat that I, I favorite is Nordless or Nordlies by Malini Malini. Um, it's $3, a download, and um, it's a striped hat, but then there are these... Um, these rows that go up, how is it knit? Let's see, stripes, color work, slip stitches, so that like some colors go up in stripes um, also vertically. So there's horizontal stripes worked into it and vertical stripes worked into it. So it kind of looks like you have a bar graph running around your head. I think it's a slip stitch. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah. That is very cool. Um. Or like a skyline. Yeah, or like a skyline. Yeah, and when, you could even do it with a couple, like a couple to make wider ones to kind of imitate a skyline. Um, and of course, I'm always 
me drawn to the um, slouchy hat, which led me to sort of think, look into you know, hat, like what hats look good on what faces kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I looked and found some, uh, you know, different fashion blogs and actually on the Huffington Post found something about what kind of hat should you wear? And, and basically what it boiled down to is if you have a long face, you should wear something that's closer fitting so that it doesn't make you look longer. If you have a wide face, it says to hats with more structure, like a brim or something maybe like that's cabled so that you, there's more structure. And then if you have a short face like me, slouchy hats. I knew Yay. I was doing something right all this time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's good. So there, uh, one of the slouchy hats that um, I, I saw this anew is the Elise Beret. Um by Joanna Allport. It's 365 on Ravelry. And it's it's kind of a traditional beret with like a, a, you know, a structured brim and a really poofy back with some texture in it. Um, it could also be because one of our favorite songs to sing right now is Raspberry Beret, which Adrian has adapted to all <laughs> kinds of fruits. Um, Aww. Um, and then for beanies, there is a cute, uh, like cable and lace, uh, beanie called the Alfonsina beanie by Akina Stisu. Um, it is available in English and German for $4 and 80 cents. And it is knit in fingering weight yarn and uses up a fair amount of fingering weight yarn, probably like half a skein. It'd be great if you, for that, those half skeins, you might have leftover of sock yarn and, um, it's just a cute wavy panel that goes up the side. I get, I like these ones that these lace panels that have uh, a little bit of effect of a cable. Yeah. Is it is it doubled? Is it doubled? What do you knit it on? Fours and six? Twenty? Yeah, maybe because it's twenty-two stitches. So you could also use a DK weight yarn. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that doesn't take up a lot of yarn, though, for, uh, oh, I guess, because that would be like 80 yards of DK if you double it. That doesn't seem like enough to make that hat. No. There's no way. Yeah. I needed 42 using knitting needles. Huh. Maybe it's just knit at a looser gauge. Interesting. That is interesting. So... You mentioned that you have lots of hats. Does that dissuade you from making more of them? Kind of. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of more into investing my knitting time into larger pieces Mm -hmm. of things. So right now I'm into the sweaters for her, for Matilda, and for me. Mm -hmm. And then I think I should make Harold a sweater because the Bourne saga is finished. (laughs) So you need to start a new saga. Exactly. What's another trilogy movie that you can <laughs> make a sweater around? I don't know. Have you seen any good male knitwear and movies lately? Mm, not that I can. Uh, I mean, the only thing I would think is some sort of Harry Potter sweater. <laughs> make him a Weasley sweater with a big H on the front. Yeah, that is a possibility. Um. I think I'm just going to make him another textury sweater out of all that Miss Babs that I have. 
and Terra Copper. Oh, yeah, that's right. John asked for a hat recently, to which I was like, really? You have, like, a half dozen of them. All of them are kind of not great. But he was like, I need to look on Ravelry, and I'll tell you what I need. And I was like, okay, well, this will be interesting. (laughs) Awesome. Um, In honor of the hat report, we do have a copy of Fresh Designs Hats um, from Cooperative Press. Um, And what I like about this booklet is that it has sort of that variety of hats. So if you have a short face or a long face or or a wider face, there are options for all those um, kinds of uh, face structures. Although, you know, I have to say it's, it's really hard sometimes to determine the difference between what my face is shaped like and what I actually, um, what I actually like or think I look good in. Although in this case it did happen to coincide with that. Um, <laughs> but there are a couple of cloche hats. So like a, like a longer one that I think is, it's called the Beatrice cloche by Erica Jakovsky of Fiddle Knits. Um, there's a, like a shorter cloche by Krista Giles that I think um, you could wear for the, like if you had a longer face and wanted more of a beanie structure. Right. Um, there's this pillbox house hat called Troche by uh, Sarah Wilson, the sexy knitter that um, I think is that kind of structure that maybe would be good for a more of a wide face. Uh-huh. So there's a real variety. So any type of uh, face that you imagine that you have, I think there is a design in here for you. And um, I'll start a fresh designs hats thread in um, in our group. And um, so um, maybe just post in there what kind of hats you like to knit um, and maybe talk a little bit about your, you know, talk about your face shape, but maybe what your reaction to that is. Um, and I will have that thread open until November 15th and I will draw a winner. And I just thank our friends at Cooperative Press for um, offering that. Um, and um, do you have any final thoughts on hats, Jenny? Um, I've noticed that I have not been wearing hats that much recently. Mm, it hasn't been cold yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's starting finally to have like a little bit of fall in the air. I wore mm-hmm. a hat. I actually wore a hat all day yesterday, most of the day. Wow. My sister-in-law, Kate, uh, made me a, um, this little a, a tam, a mm-hmm. cable tam. It's so pretty. And then Angora, yarn, an Angora blend yarn that she bought in England. Um, and it was really cute. I, I, um, one of my coworkers said I, I was wearing my rooibos dress with a like a sweater over it, um, and that hat. And um, one of my coworkers said it looked like I had stepped out of Annie, the movie Annie Hall. But then I went into the bathroom and like looked at myself in full, and I totally had stepped out of a Wes Anderson film. Like, <laughs> like I had this like brick red dress on and a teal sweater over that and then a light teal beret and I had my reading glasses on. I was like, I could not be more out of a Wes Anderson film. And not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I did feel a little, I'm like, dude, oh God, people probably think I did this on purpose. <laughs> They're like, is it Halloween? No. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've, I'm I've worn, sure you look super cute. I've worn I've worn hats a few times, and because I um, I leave early in the morning to either go to Bart or um, one one day a week, I've actually been trying to walk from Bart to work, and so that day I, I wore I wore my um, uh, wore a hat that day too. 
So um, it's getting to be hat season. Yay. I think it'll happen. And you have to walk to your shuttle, right? I do. So when, when the temperature drops, I think you'll be digging through that hat box. Yes, definitely. Um, I wanted to do an update and try to explain the Uli end of the year giveaway. I thought I would do it now so that when questions came up or if there was an f- inherent flaw in my methodology that someone could mention it before, it kind of really gets underway. First I want to do thing I want to do is thank um, the donors who, um, who we are working with so far. Um, Jayla Spiro, she has donated a juniper lemon, lemon shawl kit and it came in and, oh, I can't show you Jenny cause I wrapped it back up. I actually, <laughs> I actually took it out. I took a picture of it and posted it on Twitter, but it includes a printed copy of the juniper lemon shawl pattern and, um, and the yarn that goes with it in this beautiful yellow that is um, shown in the pattern. Um, Maya from tactile fiber arts. Um, studio donated two skeins of yarn. We have um, a new yarn base of hers. It's not even on her um, on her website yet. Uh, Soledad sock in um, which is a hundred percent superwash merino in ember, which is very stash and burn. With nice. Yellow and red, um, and it is um, four hundred and thirty yards. So it's a nice put up, a nice amount of yarn. And the other is this 100% Tussa Silk Lace Weight, the Arcata Lace. It's 190, I'm sorry, 1,090 yards in the Mallard colorway, which is um, like a dusky blue, like a teal with a lot of gray undertones. Um, And then uh, yesterday I received a skein of uh, Manassi, Mona, Casey maybe, um, from the... Yarn Boutique in um, Glen Burnie, Maryland, and they have their own branded um, uh, yarn line the, for the Knitting Boutique, and um, uh, they sent us a skein of their 100% uh, Merino plied worsted weight yarn, and that will be part of a prize as well. So I haven't figured out how the prizes will be. I haven't, you know, made the prize packages yet, but I, as yarn comes in and patterns come in, I will start assembling uh, the prizes, of which there will be 13. So I'm going to start with the first 13. And what I'm going to do is for every Uli project or Lose It that you did between 1 and 13, you get one entry into a drawing. I'm going to start a Google form for each prize. So there'll be 13 Google Forms for those prizes. And you will submit your name, your RAV name, and a link to the project that you're entering for that drawing. That means that you can enter one project in each drawing. You can enter all your projects into one drawing if you really want something and want to improve your chances. Or you could say, divide it up and say, okay, I want to put three entries in this one, two entries in this, one, 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 and zero in another. So you get essentially 13 tickets to put in 13 buckets if you've done 13. If you've done eight or five, you also can put in, you know, you get five entries. Um, so, and of course I will be checking to make sure the project is really linked if, if you are chosen as a winner. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, hope, and I, or I can clarify that for you if it didn't. Now, for those of you who finished 
um, 13 or more Uli projects. There's going to be sort of a grand prize or maybe more than one. And you, what I'm going to do is start a thread um, in December for people who did the full Uli, as I'm calling it. And um, in that thread, you will make a post where you list all 13 uh, or more of your projects. And there will also be a Google form that you will go to and enter your name, your RAV name, and link to that post so I can see that you completed the whole Megillah. And then those people will all be entered in a drawing for some other kind of prize that maybe involve more yarn or more something. So um, so there's going to be at least 14 prizes. It's It might sound more complicated than I think it really is. I think, I think it'll all work out pretty well. Um, and um, I will post this somewhere on Ravelry soon, um, but I want to make sure I thought about it before I... Um, I put everything down in one place. Okay. So did that make sense to you, Jenny? Yes. Good. Although I'm not sure how Google Forms works, but I, I'm yeah, sure it will you all know, become clear. I got this idea from the Single Skein September group, which I thank you, um, those of you who participated in that and led that charge. They did that as their way of submitting for the, um, for the final prizes. So, um, so that's where I borrowed that. It's basically like it's like a questionnaire, mm. and then it send it it makes a spreadsheet for me. So on my end or our end, we'll see a spreadsheet with all the entries. So cool. I, I think it should work. I've done it at school too for something. So with Uli coming to a close uh, yesterday, a thread was started in our group about you know what kind of challenge should we do next year, mm-hmm. and. Um, so people had some some ideas, um, but there seems to be a strong feeling of, on some level, continuing Uli. Yeah. <laughs> is, she, is she needing you? Uh, she's fussing a little bit. <laughs> um, so, I like, personally, I like the idea of continuing Uli, but maybe in a, a light form. Maybe mm-hmm. with a little more openness and maybe one, a quarterly challenge that we would ha- not have prizes every month, but have prizes every quarter. Um, something just to keep people going. Um, but there are people who don't have deep stash. So they, there were other things like someone's like, can I use my, you know, how can I do my scrap yarn? And other people are like, can I enter works in progress? So I feel like there's a few things. I definitely, I have whips that I should probably work on. What if we did like a theme, a quarterly theme, like mm-hmm. scrap quarter, use up all your scraps or sweater, a sweater quarter mm-hmm. or sock yarn quarter. Yeah. And I think here's the thing that about, I like that, except for that then I feel like some people feel excluded, like I don't knit socks like me, or I don't have sock yarn, or I don't knit sweaters. So I feel like it's sort of like the dishcloth month. Like I think we could do quarterly challenges with a a focus for those of us who need a focus and that everybody else, you know, if, if you are working on your scraps, then that's what you're working on and you're still participating, but there's going to be a sort of critical mass of people who are probably going to be working on sweaters or critical mass of people mm-hmm. who are working on works in progress. Yeah. So something that's sort of a combo where, and we do it on a, 
a quarterly or bi-monthly basis. And somebody said something really nice in the thread, which is they like the the months where we have our focus, like when we're thinking, like they just want to hear what we're thinking about. Um, and she mentioned like vestuary or single skein September, which of course, single skein September has its own life now. But right. um, um, so that was nice to hear. And I think that it, we might not map it out specifically at the beginning. I have to say, I'm, I'm very proud of the Uli effort that it stayed alive. There was one year where I think we were concentrating on sock yarn. And I know I died out after a while, even <laughs> like I was probably early in dying out. And it kind of continued after that. But I don't think we made it all the way through the year. And I, I really feel that Uli's making it all the way through the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, even though I feel like I haven't done an Uli project in a while. Although if I do this sweater, I feel like it won't be gangbusters. I have already done my 13 Ulis over the course of the year. So even if I do just a couple more, I feel like that would be an achievement for me. And I haven't bought yarn in a long time. <laughs> Honestly, like the last amount of yarn I bought was in June. And then I bought one skein of yarn in, in when I was on vacation. That is great. I was having the impulse to buy yarn, and then I like I saw your idea on pattern stocking for what the yarn that you have, and mm -hmm. then that just it redirected my uh, my yarn buying. Nice. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, I um, I went to the opening of a new yarn store in North Berkeley called Clotta Yarns. It uh -huh. is on Walnut Street, which is one street off of um, Shattuck, um, up kind of where Chez Panis and Phil's and the Cheese Board um, are. And um, I walked around for a long time with this Fido yarn in this amazing pink called Passion. And Fido Yarns, uh -huh. I think she is... Um, She's out of Chico, and I have suddenly decided I want pink in my life. After all the years of resisting pink, I'm like, I want a pink sweater. <laughs> um, but the thing was, is the yarn I really wanted to buy was her DK weight yarn in enough to make a sweater, and I couldn't justify that in, at all. So I put it all back down and walked away. <laughs> and um, But I know that she has it. It's a cute little store. It's, it's small. It's one little room. Um, and she carries Malabrigo, Barocco. Those are the ones that come to immediately to mind. But she also carries this Fido Yarns, who um, has an online stop shop. But this is um, she's selling retail here, so it's pretty exciting. It's cute. She was very nice. The owner. They have toys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on one second. All right. Hi, Matilda. <laughs> Okay. Hi, Matilda. She needed her mom. Yeah, now she's totally placid. Yay! Yay. She also has an awesome hairstyle. It's sort of like short underneath and long on the top. <laughs> oh, Matilda. It's a little Ani DeFranco. Hey! Yes. I'm talking about you. <laughs> so, anyway, the, the Clotta Yarns in North Berkeley... Um, cute little store has a nice selection um a nice toy section i sat adrian down in front of the toy section but of course he what he wanted me to do is stand right where he could see me the whole time i'm like 
look at how big this room is. I'm not very far away. But I couldn't really argue since he was being such a good sport. Um, so um, sometime you should come over. We, we, should do, we should do a little bit of a yarn crawl at some point. Yeah. When we're ready. I, I feel ready. Yeah. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> I think um, they're having an anniversary party at Verb soon. Mm. I'll look into when that is in the next couple of weeks. I'm cool. also taking my um, Chonies class at um, Verb, my underwear making class. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's The people who took it in the first round said it was really liberating to feel like you can make your own underwear. They were like, all right, now I'm totally free from the clothing industrial complex. I can make my own underwear. That is cool. What patterns are you using? I think it's one that Jessie, the sewing teacher, has of her. Oh, cool. Yeah. Although I do, I have in recent months, I bought a, a underwear, an underpants uh, pattern uh, on Etsy, and mm-hmm. then I there was a free one. I will link to both of those um, in the show notes. So, um, so I'm excited for that. That's next Saturday. Um, all right, I think that's it. Uli, next year, I think we're going to do some sort of quarterly thing. We'll think about it a little bit more before we post, but um, yeah, maybe a quarterly focus. And a little more open for those uh, people who want to join along. I, I don't want it to be like go buy yarn and knit it because that seems, although in some ways it's like, like that would be an interesting challenge to knit yarn as soon as you buy it for, I think for some of us and I'm I, talking about yeah. myself. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that would be good for us, frankly. Only buy it if you're going to knit it. Yeah. Buy it, knit it. Yeah. Um, so there's some ideas out there. I'm going to continue to watch that thread and see what bubbles up and see if maybe some consensus comes around um, uh, some ideas. Um, yeah. And um, I will continue to update people on the prizes for the end of the year, Uli. And I, just, I really want to thank everybody who's donated throughout the year. I'll have a, uh, I'm going to put together a, a full list um, to thank everybody um, as we end the year but um it's just been really great to see people working it and um if you are interested if you are a um yarny and are uh, dying yarn and you're interested in being part of the end of the year packages please feel free to contact me or don't be surprised if you hear from me <laughs> so <laughs> um all right well that's it we will talk to you Yay. soon oh bye <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah.